We welcome you into the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Episode 4 of the Best Podcast Available Training Camp Edition. I'm Jason Gibbs, and the first full-speed practice and the first practice of the year with you, the best fans in the NFL in attendance, is in the books for 2022. Here are your takeaways from practice number four of the season. Deshaun Watson and the quarterback room in general continue to build some really good chemistry with the tight ends. Today, specifically, Harrison Bryant with another great catch in the first notable team session of camp. Bryant had a big day on Friday and another solid day today. Wide receiver Jakeem Grant also continues to impress, especially catching the ball in the middle of the field. Michael Woods, the second also had himself a solid day, and I know there's no tackling yet, but Nick Chubb, he kind of looks ready for week one now. On the defensive front, linebacker Sione Takitaki made some big plays, and Greedy Williams had himself a nice little pass breakup in a seven-on-seven series. Jadavian Clowney batted down a pass in seven-on-seven as well. And, oh yeah, our kicker, Cade York, a perfect six-for-six on field goals today. It's a beautiful thing to watch, Browns fans. One injury note to report, unfortunately, undrafted rookie wide receiver Isaiah Weston had to be carted off the field with a knee injury. Here's hoping for a speedy recovery for the young man. Now for more on the Browns' first four practices of the 2022 season, I had a chance to sit down with three-time Super Bowl champion and the new sideline reporter for the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network, Gerard Sherry. Here's a great look at both the offense and the defense through one week of practices. Have a listen. Gerard Cherry joins us from 850 ESPN Cleveland, also a member of the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network, pregame show, preview show, and now sideline commentator on game day. Appreciate the time, my friend. Day four of training camp is officially underway. And uh, well, it says 79 degrees. It's a little warmer than that. However... Uh, not like when you used to practice, uh, when you were with the Saints or the Patriots. That's for sure. Obviously, they're working their way into pad practices, and that's a beautiful thing. I joke about it. I kid about it. And say, really, it comes out of jealousy, Jay, in that you don't have to kill people. But there is something to be said about getting your body ready for the gauntlet that is an NFL season. So I do respect that. But I always thought that beating you down and killing you was not necessary either so i appreciate what i'm seeing out here and also too when you have the fans out here as well it just gives that extra sense of like hey let's go out here and perform because we got people watching us and creates those competitive juices that you want to see guys go out and compete and we're getting that today it's been a very efficient practice you don't hear a lot of yelling and screaming about get the job right and granted we had one player go down hopefully he'll be okay but with that being said it's been a really efficient practice yeah, it has been. It's the first up-tempo practice, full practice here for this football team. Three days of acclimation and then uh, getting the full go today and pads obviously coming on Tuesday. You mentioned it. You know, there's not a lot of yelling. There's not a lot of – guys seem to know where they need to be and, and how much of that is a credit to the fact not only are a lot of the players back, but this coaching staff returning for a third year. Oh, that's an excellent point, Jay, because stability is everything. If you look at the squads that win – be it the National Football League, be it collegiate ranks or high school or Pop Warner or Pee Wee football or Police Athletic League, guess what they have in common? Stability. They have the same system playing year in and year out. And when you get to that place where you've been doing something for two or three years, it becomes second nature to you. But think about in the past what it was like. In the past it was 
year in, year out, a different coach, a different call, a different playbook to learn, different verbiage, and all those type of things. But when you can just know what you know and refine that and then build on that and stack more knowledge on top of that, okay, well, I was in this position before, this occurred. But guess what? That didn't occur, so maybe I could do this. You start taking those next steps and building a different type of paradigm with the play. So it's a beautiful thing to have the same playbook over and over and over again. Now, some people say that it sounds tedious, but if you know anything about football, it's joy and repetition. All right, let's go to the offensive side of the football. I know that the the running backs uh, had your eye the first couple of days as they were getting acclimated. Uh, thoughts on that room? It's a it's a deep room, man. A lot of opportunities, but uh, I don't know how much playing time, especially in the back end of that room. Yes, and that's going to be the hard part for the guys on the back end because you have so much talent, obviously with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and what they represent. But the younger guys are going to get their spot, and obviously Dearness. If you drop him on another squad, he's probably starting running back. <laughs> so you got to take that for what it's worth. But also, Jay, what you do notice with the group is a sense of camaraderie with them, where guys appreciate each other, and you would think it'd be more cutthroat in situations like this, but it's not the case. That's a sign of good coaching on the part of their head coaching stump and what he represents. And it's also just guys being good dudes and understanding that, hey, when I get my opportunity, I'm going to maximize it and take advantage of it. But the talent, you see it, it jumps off the charts, even in drills, of why these guys are professional caliber running backs. What else have you seen that you've liked? Obviously, tough to gather a lot based on the offensive line because until you get into pads, there's not a lot to a lot to go off of. But the tight end room has looked really good, especially on Friday when she got into seven-on-seven seven drills. Uh, obviously, the quarterback position ha- has been a little eye-opening as well. And, and that wide, wide receiver room, albeit the injuries, uh, some guys have made some plays as well. What are your takeaways from re- the rest of that offense? Well, I'll start with the quarterback. What do you see out of Deshaun Watson? It's I equate it to he moves like a feather, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mean, he has pinpoint accuracy, has great command. And one of the things with the quarterback position, Jay, is this idea of leadership and what that represents. And when he's in that huddle and when he's on the football field, you can see that sense of command that comes along with that. So I appreciate that about him. But I will say this from a receiver standpoint, a rookie standout for me, number 12, Woods. Mike Woods out of Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, he keeps, for some reason, I'm gravitating to him. And if – and I feel like I know talent when I see it. So if I'm looking at a guy and I'm noticing him and he's causing me to gravitate to him, that's a great sign for him in my mind, though. Obviously, he wants the pro personnel and the coaches to feel the same way as well. But I like what I've seen out of him so far as well. And obviously, with guys being down, he's going to get ample opportunity to prove his worth. Yeah, and he's a guy that uh, in minicamp, you know, as a rookie, just took to it right away, kind of picked things up, and uh, he has shown up and shown out here in, in the next few weeks some big opportunities for him. Right, and every year, a coach once told me this, every year we have four or five surprises. Pretty much we know who the roster is going to be, but every year there's going to be four or five guys that surprise you. So let's switch our attention to the defense and let's start with that linebacker room through four practices. We talk about a room that, you know, has has a lot of potential. There's a, a lot of guys in that room that Show, need to show up and show out uh, in, in JOK, Taki Taki, Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker Jr. It's a deep room. It's a room that's going to be counted on, especially to slow down that run when you have the pass rush, when you have the back end like we do. 
Right, and I would make the assumption if on the linebackers that they're going to try us first and foremost. Because when you look at what people say from the prognostication standpoint, they're always talking about the linebacker room and the defensive tackles. That's right up the middle. And on top of that, being undersized but fast, I would make that same assessment if I was the offensive coordinator as well to try these linebackers and see how they handle being pressured with physical play. And if these guys answer that call, ring the bell and take them back and push them back and make plays, this defense will be complete. Now, obviously – the coordination of the defensive tackles and the linebackers because they're going to be the ones responsible for keeping guys off of them has to marry. But that right there, that center part of the defense, Jay, is where the inexperience lies. But if that sures up, if that's productive, the sky is the limit for this defense. Because on the back end, it's across the board, you have playmakers. On the front, on the front of the front, on the front of the front, <laughs> you have two bookends in Garrett and Clowney. And so it's just going to be a question of what happens in the middle, because if you can get that shored up, and if that can be dominant, top, forget about top five, you're talking about being number one in the National Football League. Two guys on that defense that I that I find just to be super impressive, and two guys that have done a, a great job that I think are going to become the leaders of this defense in the middle, you JOK linebacker. And I think a lot is expected. And so far, he's looked the part, Grand Delpit. I mean, everybody forgets he, he missed his rookie year. This is only his second year. JOK, this is his second year. I mean, two, two guys that got snubbed in the draft fell to the second round. Still some chips on the shoulder and really a chance for both guys to be breakout players here in 2022. Uh, certainly, both guys who had issues coming out of college from a physical standpoint that caused them to drop in the draft, in which we the benefactors of that from a talent acquisition standpoint, for sure. But with JOK specifically, the ability to go sideline to sideline, the ability for him as a linebacker to be comfortable in coverage, that's going to open up so many different looks for what Joe Woods can do from a disguise standpoint and keep offenses guessing. And then when you have a safety that has coverage skills and ability to lock down in the nickel spot or the dime spot, that again leaves offensive coordinators guessing and wondering, okay, how do we deal with this? Because typically speaking, these guys went into dime or nickel. All right, let's attack them. Let's run at them. Let's do more physical play. But with this lineup, you can't necessarily do that. And that's a beautiful thing because you always want to keep the offensive coordinator and the quarterback in a position of confusion to where they don't know what's coming at you. And that's what's so beautiful about the game, Jay, is when you get that X's and O's component. And I love this. We're able to talk this type of stuff. But when you're able to just get to that place to where, what are they doing? I don't know. Because they have so many different dudes who can do more than one thing very well. That just opens up your defense and what you can accomplish. So, man, I'm excited, as you can hopefully tell, man, and fired up about it. <laughs> All right. I'll let you get back to practice here uh, on this Saturday. But you, you're, we're, we're done with the acclimation. We're done acclimating. Great. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's see what happens here. How important is this week prior to the first game week of the 2022 season? Because we know the schedule changes going into that first preseason game. There's still work, plenty of work that goes on. But this coming week is pretty darn important here. They'll be off Sunday, but practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and into Monday. Big, big week for this football team. What do you need to see? I just need to see what I'm seeing today. When you get back on the football field, coaches not blowing a whistle, bringing guys up saying this practice is horse you know what, but guys are actually putting in the work and you see efficiency taking place and you're maximizing the time that you have on the football field. And more importantly, when you're in the classroom, you're also taking advantage of that as well. So just making sure 
that you stay professional throughout the course of this and just work your way. I don't want to use the word ease into it, but really make sure that you're being efficient and executing. And if you're doing that, that's all you can do because we're still weeks away. Because, heck, once preseason is over with, you can have like a two-week break yeah. on top of that. So just take advantage of the opportunities to build camaraderie, to further ingrain what you already know about the offense and defense, build those bonds, and just understand that you're on a campaign and you're in this together. So do all you can to hold guys accountable to, play, to be their best. And when they're on the football field, when they're in the classroom, when they're in the weight room, that they're doing their best. Gerard Cherry, you can hear him on 850 ESPN Cleveland every day between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock on the next level. You can hear him on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network and, of course, on sidelines this fall with Jim Donovan and Nathan Zagura on game coverage. Gerard, look forward to talking with you again soon, my friend. Appreciate it, Jay. Appreciate Gerard hopping on the podcast today and look forward to more from him in the coming days and weeks. That will wrap up week one of Brown's training camp here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. The players are off on Sunday. We are all off on Sunday. And then back Monday for three straight practices, including our first practice with the pads on coming Tuesday. As always, keep it locked to clevelandbrowns.com and the Browns mobile app for the latest Browns news. And make sure to tune in Monday at 1 p.m. to Cleveland Browns Daily as Joe Thomas joins Bo and Nathan from the practice field. I'm Jason Gibbs. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, everyone, and thanks for listening to the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition.